0: Well, praise the Lord, and welcome to our Romans Bible Study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here at my office, Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas, right here on Highway 59. If you're looking for a church to be a part of where they're learning the Word of God and being equipped for the ministry that God's called us all to, uh, then this will be a good place for you to be every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 6.40 p.m., and uh, we just love to have you. Some of you have been listening to me for quite a while and you live around here uh, and you know you're not hearing what you should be hearing where you've been attending uh, or you're not attending. I encourage you, I invite you personally today to be a part of Crossway Church and, and, uh, and you will find yourself blessed, not because of me or the people here, but because of the gospel-centeredness which makes us Christ-centered in this ministry. And we're just thankful for all that God is saying to us and doing in and through us in these last days today. And we're just excited uh, about being here this morning. On Mondays and Thursday mornings, we are here teaching the book of Romans. We're in chapter 8 presently. And on Friday mornings, we are teaching 1 Timothy in the studio next door. It's a Bible study at 9 a.m. and all those in this area are welcome to attend and uh, there are several that know they should be coming but uh, whether it's slothfulness or some religious bondage to uh, a church won't allow them to function outside of their four walls. They, they know they could come and be a part of a Bible study on Friday morning, bring their Bible coffee, pencil, paper just for one hour from 9 to 10, it's time that God's people get back to learning his word in its righteous context, and we know that's the context because God says that all his words are in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8, and we know that refers to Jesus, the righteous one, and the righteous work he provided for us through his death at Calvary. That's it, my friends, right there. And that Bible study on Friday mornings is is for you. You can come and, and for one hour be a part of a Bible study here. Not trying to get you in Crossway Church. Trying to get you in the Word and to learn the Word. For there is where we find life. We live by every Word that proceeds out of the mouth of God and makes it into our hearts. That's where faith comes in. We must believe God's Word in its proper context. So, (coughs) excuse me, praise God, again, for the opportunity (coughs) to be here today sharing His Word and this reformation that we've uh, stepped into some 23 years ago now that we're beginning to see the light of God's Word. We're learning how to experience what God has said and not just declare it and declare it and declare it, but experience it, praise God, And and we've learned so many things, and we still seem like we don't know hardly anything because God's Word is eternal with eternal significance, eternal value, and eternal effect. And that we'll never learn it all. But thank God for the little bit we do know. So grab your Bibles, and let's get inside the Word of God today and try to find the mind of the Lord. All that we do here at Crossway Church is uploaded to the YouTube channel Curtis Hutchinson 316 or the and the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. I really pray that those of you who are watching and learning the Word of God and, and growing and being encouraged by a ministry that has determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified, that you would pray for us and that you would bless us financially, give an offering to the Lord and the work of His hands through this ministry that we might reach farther with your help. Praise God for that. You can do that on the website. Again, that's thecrosswaychurch.com or the cell phone, you can text to 903-231-5950 and be a blessing for all uh, that God is doing here at Crossway Church. Romans chapter eight. Let me say something before we dig in this morning. We will dig in right around verses 27 and 28 today. But Romans chapter 8 is such uh, of great importance and uh, necessity that the child of God understands Romans chapter 8, 6, 7, and 8. But Romans chapter 8 gives what I call one of the most valuable lessons a Christian will ever know. And if they don't know it, they will stamp God on all sorts of things, calling all sorts of things God. Now we've done that down throughout the ages. We'll go do some good things and stamp God on it. We'll we'll get something we think we've got from the Word and we'll go out and write books on it and stamp God on it. But there's something taught us in Romans chapter 8 that will keep us on the narrowness of this path that God set us on. And we need to know this. Romans chapter 8 teaches us that the Holy Spirit who's here called the Spirit of Life in chapter 8 in verse 2 for the the, let's look at it for the law of the Spirit why why don't you just say that right now the law of the Spirit that means the Spirit of Life works within the perimeters of a law You, you need to get this Until you come to grips with this, you will never be able to grow. You will never, you'll still be stamping God on things that's not God. And when you run across scriptures such as Psalms 33 and 4, for the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. You 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 won't know how to take that, or you'll throw it out, or you'll call all sorts of things truth and say that God's working in all sorts of things that are truth. Truth is a man named Jesus, and what makes him our truth exclusively is what he did at Calvary. That's it, my friend. The Spirit of God works within the perimeters of a law, and people hear this, and our 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 initial thought is you're just trying to put God in a box. Listen, God cannot be put in a box, but God himself has confined himself to work within the perimeters of a legality, something legal he has done. And it tells us in verse 2 what that is. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Has made me free from the law of sin and death. That took place at Calvary. That explains that was. This is talking about the cross. When we see the phrase in Christ Jesus, we have to understand that phrase points us to the cross every time. For there, and there alone, was the door opened for anybody to be chosen, found in Him, in Christ. Ephesians one four. Tells us that before the foundation of the world, God chose us, believers, in Him. That means through our faith in His death. Don't forget that. So one of the most valuable lesson you're going to find, you're going to hear, ever learn in Romans chapter 8, and is so crucial for all of your Christian living, is that the Spirit of God works according to a law. And that's the law of being in Christ watch what he says in verse 3 he confirms a little more deeply what he's talking about here because what the law couldn't do and the law is anything I think I can do to be saved even if it's water baptism I wasn't immersed into Christ when I was immersed into water the Bible says in Romans chapter 6 verse 3 I was immersed into Christ when I was immersed into his death not a water tank my friend. For what the law, and the law again is anything I think I have to do to be saved, anything I think I have to do to be sanctified, that's law. Grace is what Jesus did. Law is what I'm being told I have to do. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus makes us free from the law all the other stuff that caused us to to work hard and be uh, uh, burdened and heavy laden when I could just come to Jesus by faith in his death. Watch this now. For what the law could not do, will not ever do, in that it was weak through the flesh, my doing and my doing, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, and it's the law, my friend, that stirs up the sin nature, Romans 7, 5. People that are being told they have to do this to be saved, the Bible teaches that only stirs up the sin nature. That doesn't put the sin nature to death and make it dormant. That stirs it up. Think about that. So the most valuable lesson in Romans 8 that we've been in, today's part 28, so we've been here for a, a little season is that you learn you can't just stamp God on anything. If it's not the truth, you're not being changed. If it's not the truth that's moving you, it's not God moving you. And truth makes you free. And the only place a man can be made free is in Christ through faith in what he did at Calvary. Jesus said when you know the truth, John 8 and 32, the truth will make you free. And he's talking about being free from sin. Absolutely. He's the truth, but only what he did at Calvary. My faith in that makes me free from sin. Makes me free from sin. Hallelujah. So, see, this is something the church has not known for centuries, not been taught, that the Holy Spirit works within the perimeters of a law. And that law is in Christ. Think about that. And and, and, and again, we we weren't placed into Christ when we went to church, when we got in a baptismal water tank, when we read the Bible. When we placed our faith in the death of Jesus, we ourselves were immersed into his death. And the Bible says that we're being made right now in this life conformable unto his death. Not the resurrection. We've got a resurrection coming, and we have resurrection power now, but we're being made conformable unto his death. Again, it's Philippians 3 and 10. Write it down. Write it down. See, it's time we get back to learning the word of God. Amen? Not just listening to what folks are declaring out there. Oh, I've got a word for you. No, we need to get back to the word God's got for us. Hallelujah. And it'll always point us to the one who's the living word, Jesus Christ, and what he did at Calvary. And if that's not where we're being pointed to, then somebody's just bringing their wisdom to the table and not God's wisdom because the Bible said Jesus Christ and him crucified is the wisdom of God. That's what we need daily. The Bible says it's the power of God. That's what I need daily. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm not just going to throw my whole ministry away assuming that everybody's got their faith in Christ and Him crucified. I'm going to do what the Apostle Paul did under the unction and leading of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to step into a place of determination not to know anything other than than Christ and him crucified, for he is our genesis, he is our revelation at the end, and he is everything in between. So let us teach and preach, precept upon precept, line upon line, as the Holy Spirit gave us, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little, in in the context of the man, the Savior, who said the scriptures were about him. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Isn't that good stuff? Glory. I'm, I'm so glad that I'm finally hearing the truth and, and learning to walk in the truth there alone will you learn to love the truth and you won't be uh, carried away through uh, by every wind of doctrine that blows through the church and oh there will be lots this year as there has been every year but I'm coming back to my first love. I'm, no I'm not going to hear a message about my first love and say hallelujah. I'm back to my, no I'm going to let the Lord bring me back to faith and grace. Faith in the cross alone. And then when I open my Bible, he's going to show me Jesus and the provisions of Calvary every time I open my Bible. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. There's people who are waking up unto righteousness. Awaken unto righteousness, God would say through the prophet Isaiah, I believe. Awaken unto righteousness, Isaiah would declare. Awaken unto what God has said to us in its righteous context pointing us to a righteous Redeemer and a righteous work He provided for us. Hallelujah. And as long as our faith is in that, the fruits of His righteousness will be there. So the most important lesson we'll get out of Romans chapter 8 is that the Holy Spirit was sent to work on our behalf because of the legal work Jesus provided at Calvary. Never forget that. The Holy Spirit works by a law because the work of Christ at Calvary was a legal matter. Jesus was sent under commandment, John 10 and 18, to lay his life down and to raise it up again. And he t- tells us there in John 10 and 18 that because he had received that commandment and he carried that commandment out, that's why we have life. No man has the power to take my life. No man take my life from me, he said, but I have the power to lay it down and to raise it up again because I have this commandment. It was a command. Amen. Think about that. The the Bible says uh, that God has commanded his covenant for a thousand generations. That's because Jesus had held a command from generations past to come and to lay his life down, and he obeyed the commandment he was given. He's the obedient one in God's eyes, and when our faith is in Him, we become obedient because we're joined with His obedience. We're joined with His humility. We're joined with His grace that He tasted death by Hebrews 2 and 9. We're joined with His faith, and now we live by His faith that He loved us and gave Himself for us with, Galatians 2.20. So never forget that this is how we learn what's not of God. This is how we can learn and see where God's word is not being held in its righteous context. And the Bible says in Romans 1.18 that his wrath is revealed against all ungodliness and unrighteousness against those who, uh, against those who are holding his truth in an unrighteous context. Simply put, who are they? They open God's word and they don't point to the cross. The cross of Christ is the only avenue through which righteousness comes, Galatians 2.21. You ought to go ahead and shout right now that you're hearing this, that you have scripture to confirm it. It'll it'll make your heart rejoice. It'll make your heart rejoice where you no longer have to wonder, well, who's right and am I right and what does this mean and what does that mean? God's word is there for you to read, study, and understand and use as a guide. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit brings up my second point Romans chapter 8 reveals to us that we have the help of the Holy Spirit because what we've been studying here uh, all the way from, I'd say, verses... uh, Let me see. uh, Verse 18, 17 rather, all the way down to verse 23 is talking about suffering. The, The whole creation is suffering, groaning, in, in in pain, in travailing in pain right now, not just the creation, but us also who've been redeemed because we're waiting for the redemption of our bodies. It's talking about groaning, moaning, and groan, not moaning, but it, it results in our moaning, but groaning and travailing in pain. Everything is on the planet. But the Holy Spirit was sent to help, and that gets us to where we are today. And and we mentioned this last broadcast, verse 27, and he that searches the hearts, that's talking about the Lord God, our Father, knows what is the mind of the Spirit. And that's a little confusing to try to understand until you understand the word mind there means purpose. What is the purpose of the Spirit? Of course, the one who searches the hearts knows the mind of the Spirit of God because he is God. God the, Fa- God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. This is where you got to be careful because these are uh, types of uh, Bible verses that people use, uh, and, and yes, people are out there that believe this that the Spirit of God is a is just a force and a power. It's not God. The Spirit of God is not God. They teach they teach that in in many circles, but the Bible emphatically teaches God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and What helps us understand this Bible verse is the word mind. It means purpose. Look it up. I challenge you. I encourage you. Look it up for yourself. You'll see it means purpose. And he that searches the hearts knows purpose. What is the purpose of the Spirit? Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. See, we're we're groaning in travail and in pain. We're we're seeking for the will of God. We don't know what the will of God is. And it tells us that in the previous verse, verse twenty six, we don't know what we should pray for as we ought. And the Spirit helps our infirmities. It the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. They cannot be uttered. The Holy Spirit is working in us to bring us to the place of the will of God being experienced, and we see that in these scriptures because we don't know what to pray because we really don't all, always know what the will of God is. We know what the will of God is when it comes to uh, don't do this and and don't do that and do this, go to church and and be faithful in these areas and and don't commit adultery. And we we know if it's blatant sin, but certain. Decisions have to be made that we seek God over that are very important, such as who you'll date, who you'll marry, and where you all, and, and life is full of choices, and we need God's will in all of them, and and situations with other people, relationships that are, you know, we need the will of God, we have to have the will of God, and the will of God can be there for us. It can take place in our lives if we will wait, not get in a hurry, and and just wait on God. And when you don't know what to pray, those of us who've been baptized with the Holy Spirit, we can pray in the Spirit. We can can, just wait on God because we can know we have this truth. The Holy Spirit is at work in us. Watch this now. In verse 27, And he that searches the hearts knows what is the purpose of the Spirit because he makes intercession (coughs) for the saints according to the will of God. That's so important that we know this. The Holy Spirit was not sent to perform my will. He will never perform my will. I know some people, well, if my will is the will of God, if you find the will of God, The Holy Spirit is going to perform the will of God. He's making intercession for us according to the will of God. That's why, and you've heard me say it, those of you who have followed our ministry here, when we go to the throne of grace, to get grace and mercy, grace, easiest understood, is what God will do. It's not just, what God, what will you have me do? What will you do? Because everything we do has to be a move of the Spirit to experience God's will. And that will always be according to the Word of God in the context of Jesus Christ and what He did at Calvary. Remember, the legality of the way through which the Spirit works is the way... Of the legal work Christ did for us at Calvary And as long as that's where our faith is No matter how much suffering we're going through No matter how much we don't know at the moment What the will of God is We can know this without a doubt The Holy Spirit is at work in us And if we will just hang on Trust the Lord through faith in the cross of Christ He is going to reveal the will of God to us Little by little we have that promise. Watch this in verse 28. And we know, we know. Not everybody knows, but those who are learning this truth have a knowledge that others don't have. Doesn't make anybody better than anybody. But think about this those who, you know, and, and it's not law to position yourself according to the Word of God to find the will of God, the blessings of God. If you don't go to church and sit under the right ministry, you're not going to have the blessings of going to church and sitting under the right ministry. Even those who are at home who are part of a social media because they don't have a a church preaching the gospel, the truth to go to, they will be limited because there is something about being among the people. Amen. It's not that they can't be blessed. They can surely be blessed, but not like they can be in there. That's why you need to be praying. God, send us a, a church, send us a pastor, and Lord, help me to be faithful, to be in it when you do. Because God has seen it raised up churches with pastors preaching this message and people who prayed for it for years went, didn't like something, so they're no, no longer there. They can't get along with people. They don't really understand the message of the cross. Come on now. not trying to make anybody mad, but the message of the cross, the spirit of what's behind the message of the cross is being about others and not yourself. That's the very spirit of Calvary. Jesus died for everybody else, not himself. And when our faith is in that, in reality... We're going to be concerned about everybody else. See, pride is self-centered, overcame at Calvary. Humility is other-centered, granted to us through faith in Calvary. Come on now, somebody, help me this morning. I know you're excited about this, and I'm glad you are. And some won't be, because they, they just... Some people are not going to accept the message of the cross today, because they wanna keep stamping God on all that their grandparents did, and bless God, they love their grandparents, and they should, and their mom and dad, and they're just not gonna accept it, mom and dad and the grandparents were wrong about some things, and everything we've stamped God on in the past hadn't been God. When you accept the truth of Romans 8 about the, the, the narrowness of the way which the Holy Spirit works, comes to comfort, comes to bring forth the will of God into our lives. Then you're going to be able to read Psalms 33 33 and 4 For the word of the Lord is right Not me The word of the Lord is right And all his works are done in truth Then you're going to begin to be honest And say okay Lord forgive me I've stamped your stamp on a whole lot of things that wasn't God A whole lot of experiences That really wasn't you when you get that honest, my friend, you're moving forward. You're moving forward. Hallelujah. So watch this now. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his, here's that word again, purpose. Purpose. That word... Uh, purpose is the same it's really it's not the same exact word for mind in verse 27 but, but they are the same thing the mind of the spirit the purpose of the spirit is to bring us into the will of God it's, it's, it's to give us the very experience according to his purpose his will And we can be groaning and moaning about a whole lot of things as Christians. But I hope that we learn to make our utmost groaning and moaning about finding His will. Again, when we go to the throne to get grace, grace, never forget this. Grace is what God will do in and through you. God saved you by grace. Let me say it again. God saved you. I didn't save myself. I was saved by God, what he did in Christ, by grace. Grace teaches us, Titus chapter 2. It's grace. That's God teaching us. Grace is God doing something that's his will. Because God don't do things, it's not his will. So when I go to the throne of grace to get grace, I need to be Mental. I need to be properly thinking, God, I'm coming to get your will. I'm not coming to get my will. I'm coming to find your will. I'm coming to hear what your will is. Lord, I'm going to keep coming till I get your will. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep seeking till I hear what your will is because I know you have faith. A good, acceptable, and perfect will for me. But let me say this, we know that all things work together. We know that all things works together for them, to them, that love God. Them that love God. Jesus taught who they were. And again, a lot of folks won't like this kind of teaching because when things start getting narrow, people still like hanging on to that stamp. They got it. no, Now you're just not going to tell me. No, no, I'm, I'm going to keep stamping what I want to as God. Jesus taught those that love him were obeying his commandments. Now, we all fall short of that. Have we not? We all have. But those who love him are seeking him to be able to carry out the word of God, the will of God, the purpose of God for our lives. And I thank God for the message of the cross. I thank God for the message of the cross. I I thank God for this message coming into the church and churches being raised up all over the country. And there's going to be even more in the days ahead with more pastors who are coming out of these places that just, they've heard it, but they're not going that way. They've heard it and heard it and heard it, but they have chosen not to be determined to know nothing else. That's a choice we make. But there are preachers being raised up and they will never be the most popular. They will never have the most money. They will never have the biggest crowds. Look at the old covenant. Look at the new covenant. They will never be the most popular, have the most money, have the biggest crowds. Be careful of those places. But there is a remnant who God is waking up unto righteousness, which is an understanding of his word in the context of Jesus and him crucified. There is no other avenue of righteousness. And I'm thankful to know that. This message does not make us exclusive. Does not, we do not preach that nobody else has it. I just told you there's churches raising up all over the place. But I also told you that there are men who are hearing this and hearing this who've heard it for 20 years. And for 20 years, they have determined not to know only this. They've chosen not to be determined to know only this because they have built too much to lose. They have constructed too much, worked too hard to be like the Apostle Paul, to let it all go for the sake of the avenue through which the excellency of the knowledge comes. There is a huge difference between me telling you the cross is the answer for everything you need. There's a difference between me telling you that and me sharing God's word in that light so faith can come in its proper context and you can experience the power of God. I don't need to assume I need to preach God's word in its proper context because out of context makes it just some pretext. Think about that. The context of God's word is the righteousness of God which is Christ and him crucified. And I'm thankful for that today. I'm thankful for you and if you'll study the word you will find the truth and when you find the truth my friend he will make you free. It's a good thing that we can gather and hear the word of the Lord and learn the truth of God's word, learn to walk in the truth and love the truth. And I hope that you would join us every Monday morning, Thursday morning for this Romans Bible study and Friday mornings now for 1 Timothy at 9 a.m. Central Time. Share these messages on social media to your family, co-workers, friends, everybody so they'll have a chance to hear the truth as well. And until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. God bless you.